0: Hi, I'm Jean Godfrey-June, and this is Megan O'Neill. We are the beauty editors at Goop. And you're listening to Goop's podcast series, The Beauty Closet, where we talk about all things beauty, clean, non-toxic beauty, of course, skincare, hair care, body care, self-care, and the way we think about beauty, both as individuals and in the wider culture.
1: And our guest today is Katie Storino, who's an entrepreneur, social media influencer, body acceptance advocate, and animal activist through her personal platform at Katie Storino. She's got something like 540,000 followers on Instagram. She advocates for size inclusivity for, for all of us of all sizes to feel good in our bodies and find confidence and personal style.
0: Her content series, there's one that's like hashtag supersize the look, and there's another one, hashtag make my size, are just brilliant. And they regularly go viral, reaching millions of people. And she's taken her visibility and put it to work in so many ways. She founded Megababe, a beauty company we sell on Goop and we love, around the idea of making physical products that name and fix problems experienced by women. And I love her point about that, that naming problems gets rid of some of the shame around those problems.
1: That is so true about about the straightforward names really dispelling negativity. I love this one so much. Before we get into today's conversation, we want to thank our friends at Fortuna Skin for making this episode possible.
0: The idea that changing our body size is going to fix what's wrong in our lives or even our psyches is a lie, says our guest today, Katie Storino, the amazing founder of the 12-ish style blog and the beauty brand Mega Babe. She wrote an amazing essay for us on Goop called There Is No Destination With Size, How I Stop Blaming My Body Size and Changed My Life. So good. And she has got to be one of my favorite people to talk to. She's so, so smart.
1: And then she's also funny and wildly stylish. She's a literal role model showing us her style and her confidence and her beauty on Insta, on the blog. Weight and size is still so loaded in our culture. I I feel like you and I have talked about this a bunch, but it seems ingrained in even some of the most otherwise progressive people that being thin or being thinner is just somehow better. And it's, it's just sort of fed to us from every angle and starting when we're infants. So I really love Katie's insights on the skewed way our culture regards weight and the way she just upends them. I want everyone to listen to this one. It really opens up a lot to think about. And I love what you said your mom told you and your sister growing up about weight and and your bodies.
0: Well, my mom,
1: you know, my mom is such a, like,
0: practical person. I'm sure it never crossed her mind. But what she would would just say about – she never really said anything about our bodies except she'd say, well – we have good bodies in our family, <laughs> and um, you know she didn't say what she meant by that at all. You know it was like they function well, they whatever. Yeah, yeah, but but it was just something I I do feel like I grew up. I mean I live in our culture. I definitely have body issues like everyone else, but I feel like they're not as bad. I really do think that saying that and um, just this this sort of thing in your back of the in the back of your mind that's like. I have a good body, whatever that body's going to be.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> of course
0: it's a good body. It's keeping us alive.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. At- I love that actually, and and I really think the key there is is that she used the word "good," like it's so vague and positive. But okay, let's let's get into this one. Katie Serena, she's so amazing. Here she is.
0: First of all, like it was the other day, was like the biggest day at Goop. Like it was on our Slack scoop wide that you posted yourself in that the navy g label that sweater dress how and good was
2: that it's so good.
0: so good like i always think i honestly this is what happened i like i always think my body is not kind of slinky enough for Everyone. a sweater dress yeah and you freaking sold me on it like i went to order it and of course it's gone it totally sold out <laughs> i'm not kidding i'm totally trying a sweater dress now oh, Like do I, it. for like I I I cannot thank you enough. It's oh, like good. I feel like it's it's a good th- like it's a good you know uh, COVID thing too. Yeah. Like you it's wear a, in a house, exactly. Yeah.
2: And everyone was like, "Oh, are you wearing Spanx? Like, what what's your undergarment situation?" I'm like, "No, I just have it's just- like it's just my gut and me and but like yeah. you just it it all columns out. It's fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it really looked good. Like I yeah. was so sold and I was so disappointed." But- <sighs> That there was a huge compliment. Thank you. And I was like, when are we making this again? (laughs) Yeah. Like issue it
2: reissue immediately, please.
0: They have one that just came out. They have like a sweater dress, but I, I want the one you have. So what is your take on why we all assume a model that doesn't look like most women is the best vehicle to sell clothes? Because like I look at a super mm. you know modelly body in a sweater dress, and I'm like, yeah, of course that looks good, like it wouldn't look good on me, but I see it on you, and I'm like, ah, ready to buy
2: I think that well that well that's the opposite of the question, right, because I don't have the body that they that usually the the that's put out there for the modeling yeah Um,
0: that's what i that's what i mean it's like
2: why do we right why because that's the aspiration that we're sold right is the is like the tall thin the clothes are hanging just right that's what we should be aspiring to be and if you get this sweater you're taking a step towards that lifestyle yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: It's so nutty because it does. It definitely, I'm sure as often as it's convincing to someone, it also puts someone off and makes yes. them think, eh, that's not for me. I'm <laughs> in the camp
2: of, I'll wear it because I'm like, I can do that. Or are you in the camp of, I can never do that. That stays where it is.
0: I, I mean, mm-hmm. I go back and forth. I'm very much, of you know, I'm two minds. Like I'll think, you know, I'm 56. So I'll be like, well, I shouldn't do such a short thing or, you know, I shouldn't do such a clingy thing or such a whatever. But then sometimes I just go for it. Yeah. You know, or like, I really like the thing. I have a dress that I think is kind of too like boobalicious, but it's like a really pretty pink. And so I just wear it.
1: Yeah. But is your thing more age related than body?
0: No. I mean, it's all. It's yeah. just all, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is all.
0: Yeah, it is definitely all. But you, you're always like, let me try this look. I mean, it's just, it It gives people, including me, courage to be like, I'm going to try that look. Like, why wouldn't I? You know, I loved when you were like, I'm going to do, there was like a teen one you did.
2: I did. I did and like a baby so tee and like a mini skirt and sandals. And I was like, you know what? I actually look cute. Yeah. It yeah.
0: was super cute. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to wear my shorter skirt even more. We're teens now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, <why not? laughs> so true.
1: Okay. But Katie, let's talk about how you, how you got here to this point of really beautiful influence on our, at times, very unbeautiful culture. You grew up in the Midwest. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And you've talked about how your relationship with your body sort of changed when you moved to New York. Can you, yes. can you walk us through that? Absolutely smurfly.
2: Growing up, I really thought that I had a normal body. And I was definitely bigger than my friends. I was taller. I was, like, thicker. But mm-hmm. I didn't think I was, like, insanely odd. And I, I always wanted to be thinner. And I always was, like, striving towards that lifestyle and trying to keep up with that with my friends. Yeah. But when I got to New York, I realized that not only was I enormous for the culture, but like my body just could never be small enough to fit into what I was striving towards. Right. The idea that my body was not the ideal body was reinforced at my jobs uh, in high fashion. It was reinforced on the streets by people saying things to me. I mean, Mm -hmm. I still remember I was 22 years old and I still remember waiting in like a nightclub line and I was walking out or something. Like, I don't know what happened. I was walking in the line and some guy was like, move it fat ass. And I was like, Oh, finally, like finally someone like did it in a setting that I'm so scared of because I was, had been waiting for that moment to happen for so long that I was Mm -hmm. almost relieved to like have this public moment happen because I, I was like, Oh, now I can just get over that fear.
0: Yeah, like move yeah. on from. that. Yes,
2: exactly. I I I used to I nannied for a little girl in the East Village for a while, and her grandma looked at me and said, "I, you know, I've heard about you for months, but I never expected you to be so big." But these these types of things, and Megan, you're tall, so you like you get you get like the tall comments, I think. But like, for sure, yeah. But there's something there's something about the word big that just kept kept coming up, and pretty quickly, I learned that I did not like my body and um, I stopped eating. I started working out seven days a week. I lost Mm. a ton of weight. I couldn't have gotten more compliments from people about how Mm. I finally got hot or I finally, you know, I finally lost that weight. And I was, I was a size 12. I was like, that was it. That was as thin as I could get, but I was still just a a small size 12.
0: You've also uh, like we talked about how in New York there was weight seemed tied to success. Yes, you know I think the false narrative our culture feeds us it, that we're most familiar with is that not being the perfect "quote unquote" weight affects our romantic yes. choices. Mm-hmm. But your point about it also being tied to like career success is so mm-hmm. powerful. Can you talk a bit about that false narrative?
2: <laughs> yes, when I worked in PR, I'd walk into Vogue. And no matter how hard I had worked on my look or I had like, I had the designer handbag, I, I thought I had all the right things in front of me. The second I walked into a meeting, I would say, you're a big fat slob and the reason that no one likes you here. like It was just such a narrative because I, I really felt that because these women were so thin and I could never have that or be that, I was just never going to fit in. And it felt silly to keep trying. And I just couldn't have been more wrong and had no idea how much of that was in my head.
1: Right. Well, h- how did your view and all of this start changing? How did you begin to shift your attitude towards your own body?
2: Man, it really started to happen – when I started my blog, I think a lot of times we, we start things because we're working through something publicly. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you, you might have an inkling of where you want to go and people might start coming to you because you're a quote unquote expert, but you might not actually have achieved what you're looking to achieve yet. And that's kind of how it was with the 12 ish style, my blog, I, I started it because the man repeller website did a story on me about how to dress for a curvy body. And I, I realized after reading the comments that were like, I've never seen my body on a fashion blog that great. I, I also had never seen my body on a fashion blog. So I decided that I would be that person. And then through that discovery of like realizing again, remembering that I didn't, have this like insanely crazy body that I was just, I was less than the average size woman in America at the time. And yet you were feeling like... I was feeling like just this crazy out of place person. So essentially I went on this journey and then I got a divorce and I ended up gaining 60 pounds. And the, the divorce and the blog launch were right around the same time. I think it really liberated me to understand that no matter how much I tried and no matter like if I skipped the lunch if I did the second workout no matter what I did bad things could still happen to me my mm-hmm. husband still cheated on me and left me and like mm-hmm. it it all happened even though I was trying so hard to be skinny right and then I realized that none of that mattered and that the skinny wasn't the solution and it, it had nothing to do with how happy I could be or how successful I could be um, and that's kind of where it started to change for me. Wow. That's
0: amazing. I feel like that's a that insight is something that that I feel like people usually get so far into their lives that you know that it's almost you know, that it's not as useful. Well, yeah.
2: Well, you will know? well, yeah. <laughs> never realize it too. No. no. And that is the other thing, right? Because we talk about we like Oprah. The thing I think she said a few years ago in an interview: the one thing she wanted to do before she died was was get at peace with her body. Yeah, yeah, well, it's a life goal it's for Oprah. A lot of us. It's yeah. Oprah.
0: Yeah, and it's like she hasn't yeah accomplished enough.
2: Oprah should go to space. Like, oh that, <laughs> yeah, that should be <laughs> yeah.
0: Oprah's goal. And so, <laughs> I I mean, mean, yeah, 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 that's no, amazing. Well, Mega Babe, your beauty brand that we love so much is. is in the opposite of a conventional beauty brand in so many aspects. It's clean, free of the hideous things like estrogen disruptors that many conventional brands are just fine with. It's also just totally revolutionary, I think in the way that it fo- focuses on problems that women experience, but the conventional beauty industry has deemed like unfit to mention. What were you thinking about as you dreamed up the brand in the first place and and how did you come up with that amazing first product? and how did it relate to the blog? Like how did it all start?
2: You know, every, every spring it gets hot and it becomes for me and many other women chafe season. So you, you start to figure out what you're going to do for your thigh chafe essentially. And I would go to my, my viewers and I'd be like, viewers, like I have any viewers, like just the people on Instagram. And I (laughs) would go to them and I would ask, what are we using? What do you have? What's new? And this, this went on for about three years and I was like why are the only things we keep going back to like these products for men or for athletes, or do I have to wear like a thigh lace band or like Spanx? Nothing really was satisfying. And there were things out there that did work. Like they did stop the chafe, but it just was disheartening that you had to turn to something that was for like, like men's I'm going to say it men's balls. (laughs) Someone has to come out with a product for thigh chafe. That is Better than what's out there. I don't know if if anyone's gone through like a big life change, a a death, a divorce, something oh, big yeah. like that. You have this extra time or this extra energy. You can't. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're supposed to do. So I turned that towards Mega Babe, and um, I was like, I guess I'm going to make a thigh chafe stick. Decided to. I asked my sister and my best friend. I said I'm going to make a brand. Want it to be celebratory. I want it to solve problems. I want it to be cute and cool and not embarrassing. And I want it to work (laughs) and I want it to be clean. So we, we, the three of us with no beauty experience, no beauty knowledge, no product knowledge, we decided to try. Yeah. And, and we did. And we also took on the topic of boob sweat while we were doing this. I said, I wanted a hand, a hands-free pump of powder that you could put right in your bra and you could help absorb uh sweat you can put it in your underwear, you can put it everywhere because it's talc free and hundred percent right. natural. And so we we made the two products. We made Thigh Rescue and we made Bust Dust, which you sell bus dust on your site, and put them in my parents' garage and said, Let's party. Let's do it. <laughs> That's,
0: That's
1: genius. And and why why was clean important to you? How did you learn about, about clean?
2: Clean is clean has been important to me since we started learning about all the things that you that can happen um from just using everyday beauty products and how little large corporations actually really care about people <laughs> cuz you just think no uh, no one would let that happen but you, you do think that yeah you do think that right so i think that i started to pay attention i the johnson and johnson ovarian cancer lawsuits mm. and yeah just crazy. Yeah. So that is why clean was important to me. And also we ended up launching um, a deodorant because my mom survived breast cancer twice. And so I was like, well, we got to get out of the aluminum and for sure. Yes. Yeah. So that was the third product we ended up launching.
0: That's what got me going on natural deodorant, but like Rosie A thousand Pitts? years ago. No, when I like a thousand years ago. Oh oh oh! oh. Like, breast just, cancer, more than, more than twenty was was I? You know, I had a close friend that had breast cancer, and the first mm-hmm. thing they said to her, they were like, "Stop using deodorant."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, isn't that interesting that that messaging was starting twenty years ago? But 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 that it's n- catching up. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So Katie, and coming up with these cult niche products that turned out not to be niche at all, right? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. important has customer feedback been in that process? My God, so
2: important. It's it's everything. And, and I know a lot of quote unquote influencers launch brands and people kind of lump them all together. But I've been an entrepreneur for, I don't know, since I was 25, which is too young. I started my own PR company. And wow. then after that, I made my dog famous, Toast um wait uh, toast was your dog yes
1: i had no idea that's so funny oh yes
2: yeah so i've have like an entrepreneurial spirit and um yeah i think that having that access directly to customers has been invaluable to to us and just being able to say like how is this working do you like this color what do you want to see next what problems are you having it's great
0: that's cool yeah You Now, you created Mega Babes Squeaky Clean, the hand sanitizer, right before the onset of COVID. Is that right?
1: Oh, my God.
2: Yes. This year has been crazy for, oh, a lot of reasons.
0: (laughs) A lot. (laughs)
2: But it's been really weird for us because we are a women's personal care brand, and we're all about solving problems, like comfort issues for women. Mm Mm-hmm. And hand sanitizer came out of nowhere. It was like my sister was using disgusting like Purell and Mm -hmm. um, her hands were cracking because she had a baby and she was psychotic about not having anyone touch it. And she was using it like 100 times a day. And I was like, this is gross. We need to make a hand sanitizer. So we did. And then in January, it launched with like a peep. It was like, oh, okay, they have hand sanitizer. Great. Because like, (laughs) I don't know, not everyone loves hands. I do. Like, uh, I like it
0: now. That's for sure. (laughs) I know.
2: And so COVID hit and we were able to, it was crazy. We were able to supply people who were like immunocompromised, like who didn't have access to hand sanitizer, who couldn't like leave the house, who were scared. We -hmm. were able to send them bottles to their houses for free. And that was like the only thing in the beginning of COVID that made me feel in control because I was was, like, what the fuck is (laughs) happening with the world? It was like people just messaging being like, my grandma can't get it. Like, here's her address. And I would send her a pump. And that was Everything oh, wow. that is
0: that is cool. You know, it's great to be able to feel like you're doing something when it's yes. you know, the world's so out of control.
2: Yes. And it's plant based, it doesn't dry out your hands. It, it has, like, a nice awesome. smell. It's it's yeah. great. It's really cute, too, like, all your
1: products. <laughs> I have
0: a COVID-related question also for from, for like, the blog and Insta. Is it harder finding clothes to, like, do your content mm. just because you're not be, – you can't just walk into a store? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. My sister is my biggest supporter and my biggest heckler. I don't know how, to, <laughs> how else to say it, but, um, like, the COVID content has been funny because you, everyone's kind of let their – guard down a bit and so frequently she'll just text me be like I didn't know you let a man take over your stories because I'm like I have like makeup on and I'm just like I have like a I have like a struggle bun and um anyway it's been really it's been really challenging shooting stuff and like and also balancing that with like kind of who cares. Mm-hmm. like yeah right like so much is happening right now i have taken so many days off especially with like black lives matter and like oh. everything going on in the world posting a sweater can feel so stupid but then you, <laughs> you flip it. it you flip oh. it on on its head and like sometimes during these times people need some distraction yeah, they need they a the yeah i know
1: That's all you want sometimes to temper it with all the the news. Yeah. Yeah, The hard balance.
0: It's good. It's true. And wait, tell us about the podcast, Boob Sweat.
2: Oh, Boob Sweat. Boob Sweat started – I started it a year ago. It'll actually be a year next month. And So good. We're going on – what do we have? We have a quarter of a million listens, which is like not a lot for a big podcast, but it feels like a lot for me. Sounds like sounds uh,
0: like a lot to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Believe you me,
2: <laughs> but it's you know how it is. It's hard when you look around and you see like people in your space launching stuff, and it's like feels like it just like is exploding right away, and you're like, I, okay, but I've I've accepted my audience. It's it's like I able to speak to people directly about topics that they feel are taboo or they feel alone about, yeah, and. That is that's really what it's for. So and you cover
0: like dating and stuff, right? It's not.
2: It's we we talk we dating is my favorite thing to talk about because it's 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 like late and light and fun, but we talk about fertility, egg freezing,
1: divorce, of
2: course, like the choice not to have kids. We go really deep
1: on it.
0: Oh, so good.
1: That's so cool. And speaking of taboo topics, do you have any tips for how to talk to about or just navigate weight with young kids and teenagers? Because I feel like a lot of parents have this instinct to just not make it a thing and not talk about it at all.
2: It starts even when they're six, seven, eight, they Mm -hmm. start to pick up these things. And one of the biggest things I can say to women and men out there um, is that it's about the example and the small stuff that you do to yourself that they pick up on right away. And that's right. like, I need to go on a diet. I need to lose five pounds Ooh. making negative comments about yourself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. The, these are the things they grab onto. And that's what sets off that feeling of like, this is what women do. Women lose weight, right? women diet, women hate their bodies. And that's what being a woman is.
1: And that you pick up on when you're like two through osmosis. Yes, I like. yes, like it's yes. just there all the time.
2: So by the time you're a teen, you're, I mean, there's so much to deal with when you're a teen. I don't even know what it's like to be a teen now.
0: It's, it's. I mean, I watched it, and it was at least in my daughter. It was like no awareness of of sort of like body anything. And then like thirteen, all of a sudden she's like, "Am I fat?" <gasps> yeah, it like it was. It was like, whoa,
1: right. Wow. right
0: it's got to be worse now
2: i mean well, like
1: instagram and whatnot but know. but the reverse side of that is that there are
2: people on the internet now mm-hmm. and and like personalities emerging that like they can look to and be like like barbie ferreira like they could be like look yeah. at her she's yeah like hot successful cool and like not a twig
1: yeah for sure let's take a quick break and then we'll get right back to katie sterina
0: Okay, let's get back to our talk with Katie Storino.
1: You have amazing tips on how anyone can start shifting their own body image, which is we talk about that at Goop a lot actually too. Because it's definitely not as easy as like telling yourself, okay, I love your body. love your body is not the thing, right? It's like it's more <laughs> let's
2: start with noticing your own behavior and what you are saying to yourself. That's that's a big mm-hmm. one. It's okay. just like picking yeah. picking that up and saying – whoa, that was mean. Or like, oh, I really, I'm saying this a lot to myself. I hate my thighs. I hate my thighs. I hate my thighs. That, that is on repeat. Why? And then checking in on other work. Are you doing the other work there is to be done? Like, have you done the therapy? Have you gone in inside yourself and realized why you might have certain insecurities? I think that that is, that's a, that's, I mean, for me, like, like just, let's, let's get super honest. Like, I think a lot of my insecurities had to do with the fact that I was an outsider coming into this big city. I was from, you know, Wisconsin and Mm -hmm. I was like coming in and I never felt that I could hang with like this crowd. And then I had to deal with that, like my, my self-esteem issues. And like, once you deal with that, you realize it's, it's not about the size of your shirt.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I like you said something to me about how you realized at some point that all the ladies, no matter what their size, were all like, you know, in this miserable, I hate my body all the time. And it's like, it doesn't matter what size you are, you're still doing it.
2: Right. You know, that's (laughs) That's, that is, yeah, that's the thing is that when your size two friend is going, I need to cleanse, I need to diet, I need to like run an extra mile what are you supposed to do? Because the size two is still wanting to be a zero. So if you can't be happy at the two, that size talk can never really bring you anywhere because right. you're watching the people that are those sizes still feel bad about their body. So what is the point? Yeah. Wow.
0: And do you replace the negative, you know, as you're noticing, you know, I am so, I hate my thighs or whatever it is, replacing the negative with something else, Like, yes,
2: yeah, you, yes, I think that, um, starting to like, starting to say nice things to about yourself about other things, not body related, or even body related, if you, if you're like, I think my boobs look great in this dress today. Mm -hmm. Um, but even like, I've got, you know, I've got great lashes, like, my hair looks good, like, just acknowledging other physical things about yourself or, your style or what you've got going on um, just kind of getting more comfortable with that stuff too.
1: Yeah. I, that's such a good point. I feel like Jean, we talk about that a lot like, cause people are always complaining about their skin and it's like, just focus mm, on the yes. parts of your skin that, that you like. Yeah. You have acne maybe, but there are things that are, that you like too. And it's about shifting the the focus a little sometimes.
2: And that is not to say, I would just like to be very clear, that is not to say that I'm against things like Botox or whatever it is that you feel like you want to do, that's fine. But just knowing that whatever you're doing, the surgery, the injectables, whatever the thing is that you're doing is never going to make you happy, and it's never going to make you satisfied. So you got to go in there with that stuff in place, and it just has to be like an aesthetic choice. Does that make sense? Definitely,
0: yeah. like a choice rather than a, I've got to do X, I've got to do Y. Yes, I've be, you know, I've, yes. you know that, yes. that. that list of like, all right, I got to the, the yeah. maintenance. You know, <laughs> yes, and
2: and that's been this is so stupid, but you'll probably, I mean, maybe you guys will feel me on this. <laughs> My teeth. I've noticed that I've noticed that everyone who does like anything big on camera or like everyone has their teeth done. My, nothing's yeah. wrong with my teeth. But like everyone has good
0: teeth. I don't know what you're like, talking like, no, like, about. Yeah, <laughs> my teeth are
2: fine. Go. But that's the thing is that is that you you start to you it's such a slippery slope to be like, if I had like the veneers, yeah, what, would my career be different? But it wouldn't.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, and also um, you think I mean you girl, you're like, what about like Lauren Hutton? If she had gotten her teeth like straightened, sure, you know, yeah. you Lauren Hutton would have been like yeah. or you see gorgeous people who get plastic surgery because they're aging, and you're like, sure. Oh my god, you're so beautiful. If you just had like kept sure. that going, stuck with that, you know now you you look totally different it's tough
2: but but you see that it's not no one's perfect you don't escape it fully but you just you can bounce back quicker or recover from that thought process quicker
0: yeah like that it's a practice i mean like rather than oh i'm gonna someday get to this self-esteem do you still have to keep doing it like reminding yourself or does it come more and more naturally to just be like this is me i don't have to worry
2: Honestly, truly, the body stuff I think I've I've really hit like peace with. I think it's interesting to be faced with new challenges like aging, like face mm-hmm. changing, hair changing. Like that is stuff that I'm there's new challenges.
0: Oh yeah. Always like right.
1: body never. Yeah. <laughs> Nature of life is changed, right? <laughs> the challenges don't end. Yeah.
2: No. Do when does the end. fun start? Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: exactly
1: well how close are we do you think to a real shift in how we think of beauty in terms of body size and beyond we're far yeah (laughs) yeah i'm
2: serious we are far because so much of the brand stuff is still performative like and i don't mean that they're not it's not the right stuff and they're not doing the right taking the right steps but don't you feel that like
0: it still feels like produced and trumped up a bit. Yeah.
2: Yes. Like I just, uh, like the Versace show just used three curvy models and I'm going to do a video about this, but even the fact that we call them plus size, these three girls, they're probably, one might be an eight or a 10. I know, I know one is like a 14, one might be a 16 and I mean, maybe, and that is really the only one that you could call plus size. These terms are like so crazy. It it should just be, it's just average size.
1: Yeah. The terms are, are interesting. And like, what do you prefer? Plus sizing, universal sizing?
2: Plus size is how we get by on like a search term basis right now. Otherwise we don't have like a universal way of discussing this. So that's why I keep using the term plus size because there's nothing else to call it like even me saying a curvy size model yeah. that doesn't mean anything
0: we've been talking about this in terms of race in that you know diversity quote unquote when you were saying like sort of how brands are addressing um that topic there'll be like one black person and they're standing in for like the incredible diversity of beauty that you know is within black people can't be like, oh, okay. Naomi Campbell stands in for everyone. Um, <laughs> yes. and it's the same with size, you know, it's like plus size is a huge, yes, huge category. And to sort of be like, okay, I checked that box with this one person, you know,
2: is so <laughs> short-sighted. It, yeah. It, it's so interesting with the racial diversity and with brands being anti racist and being like truly inclusive. It's, I think you see you see a lot of high-end brands in both beauty and fashion that after they woke the fuck up and like <laughs> realized that like what am I doing yeah. they were able to incorporate more racial diversity into their social into their campaigns the thing is you can't be fat too <laughs> like it's, it, can't
0: it can't be all yeah <laughs> yes
2: it's just like and and I've seen that with brands
0: it still needs to fit into our
2: yes mold of, <laughs> Yes. Mold of, 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 yeah. of like yes. this
0: age this size yes this, you know this this proportions yeah. even you know yeah it's like oh, yeah we're far is. away still we're
2: probably. far but it feels like everyone's like we did it right and i'm like oh uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. not yet it's,
0: it's yeah i mean it's i mean what people always say about swimming in the soup you know it's like you really have to <laughs> it's very hard to to even see where we are in it you know? Yeah. Growing up, did you have role models, people that you thought you wanted to be or that you were like, you know, whether they were entrepreneurs or they were a person who looked a certain way or I don't know, did you have?
2: Yeah, I want to be Gwyneth. (laughs) I mean, I mean, mean, like, like, who does it? Who did? I'm serious. This is, there is, And what's funny, and I don't, I only say this in the most positive ways, is that like I've been a Goop fan and I really mean it from the start that like Gwyneth and Goop like represent the, I don't know, the person, the lifestyle that always seemed really far away for me. But as I've evolved my own like acceptance of myself, it all seems more. Attainable. I don't know if that makes any sense. It does. I'm saying, I used to think you had to be uh you had to be like a five, nine, a hundred-pound white woman, blonde. Blonde. Like, yeah. Yes. But now <laughs> I feel like I feel that it's more about who you are on the inside that can connect you with that kind of lifestyle.
0: Yeah. I think certainly the faraway view that people, you know, the judgment people sort of make without having gone is like, oh, you know, it's just this very aspirational place yes. <laughs> and really um, you know What's there is is very different, and it's just another another example of how people are like women. Let's put them in box A or box. Yes, C. yeah.
2: <laughs> women, why won't they lose some weight? That's a that's an onion article from like ten years ago that I still I say <laughs> I say that all the time because it's just like women, just women and losing weight. It's just it just never it just never gets get old.
0: I have to find that. That is my favorite. Yeah. Thing and it was from years ever.
1: ago, but it's the same thing. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Women,
2: why won't they? Why don't they just lose some weight? Cause like, what, because, like, what are women talking about if not losing weight at all yeah. times? <laughs> yeah. they, they just do it. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. That is brilliant. I love it.
2: You guys, so, so fun.
0: Oh, my God. I love talking to her. She I is love just, her. Oh, yeah. She's so smart and funny and just fun to be with. I, yeah. Yeah. Good one.
1: And she has, I, she has things to say. Like it's. yeah,
0: I love her thing. I mean, the, the thing I did, the, the, the takeaway for me, if nobody takes anything else away is that idea that being thin or being fat, you know, whatever the weight, you know, whatever your weight is, isn't a hedge against heartbreak or misery or bad things happening. Um, Yeah. She was talking about how like, you know, the size two ladies in her office were bummed out because they weren't size zero. You know, it just, there's no, there's no no end to that pursuit. And it's such a waste of time, you know.
1: And it doesn't lead to happiness.
0: We all do it. I had this moment kind of early in my career. I remember I had a male boss uh, Uh (laughs) who was, uh, he had many, model, supermodel girlfriends and wives. Uh. And, um, and I saw their lives kind of up close and I saw that those women who were what our culture perceives to be the absolute height of beauty and perfection in terms of their bodies. Right. I saw them like living for like the next compliment, being just miserable, all kinds of terrible things <laughs> happened to them. And, you know, I it did make a little like, Thing in my psyche where i was like you know you could starve you could work out you could do everything and still someone could break your heart you know all those things happen totally independent of your weight <laughs>
1: oh yeah it's so true and and it's it's just stuck in so in in all of our heads or in a lot of people's heads that if you achieve that perfect weight or whatever that's unobtainable like mm-hmm. you're you've you've made it and yeah you're Yeah. Yeah. And immune to misery. Yeah. really, The misery is just trying to, is running after that goal that just recedes.
0: Yeah. That's very true. That's the actual misery is what you're doing to try to avoid the misery. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But we all do it. And, and like I, it's true that even, you know, you're so progressive and you, you still have this idea about weight in your head and, that equating skinny yeah. with what success, success and worth and well,
0: this is so sad. I had this. I had this surgery and I was unable to eat for um, like a <laughs> week and a half or two weeks. It was kind of a bummer. I had to have nothing but kitchen. You're like porridge,
1: right? Yeah, like rice porridge. <laughs> and so really of good. course
0: I like. Of course I lost weight and I was super pleased that I had lost this weight. yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, to my boyfriend, I'm like, look, I'm so slim. And he was like, Oh, are you? I didn't notice. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> like, you're not appreciating like how glamorous I am right now. And it's, it's also like, if he had been like, yeah, you're, you're great. That probably oh my would have God. me out too. Yeah. Would have
1: hated him. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's just weird that you're, it's like, you think you're getting something. You're You know, you're not. It doesn't – nobody even notices. I mean, it's the thing you and I are always telling people about their skin. Like you mentioned earlier, like that, that you know, somebody's like, oh, I break out all the time. And you're like, I I don't even see one zit on your face. Yeah. the same thing if you're like, well, these three pounds, uh, you know. (laughs)
1: Totally. Yeah. It's the same exact thing. Also, I thought it was cool what she said about moving to New York and and how that Mm -hmm. sort of kicked off her not feeling – beautiful and worrying about size because Did you have that like like you l- grew up in New York? Yeah, I grew up here, so I didn't have that dramatic change, but but yeah, I mean, when I in middle school like people were dieting. But mm-hmm. but I do and I went to an all-girls school. But I do uh, like my friend group was just sort of you know, we, we loved boys and we wanted to be skinny, but we also mm-hmm. loved food and like loved taco day. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, <laughs> it, it, my experience wasn't bad, wasn't negative actually.
0: Yeah. I think
1: really, I think you, it's sort of a crapshoot like who your friends are.
0: Okay, so we ended up having an impromptu live ask me anything with Katie. Here are her questions and our answers.
2: I do want to ask Megan a question. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you taking cold showers post Wim Hof?
1: Okay. Yes, but not nearly as much as I should. Okay.
2: I just like I do it. it's it's great, but
1: it's I need comfort right now. I know.
2: You know. It's I know. Wait, you do it Jean? Well, I do it for there's
0: two reasons I do it. One is that Dur- during COVID, the beginning of COVID, my boyfriend like w- made us a sauna <laughs> oh, and he made like a thing and it attaches to the gar- garden hose, like a cold shower. And you, you definitely want a cold shower when you come out of that sauna. So I feel like I do that. And then also my actual shower in my house takes forever to warm <laughs> up. And so I just use that. I'm like, I make myself get in and start washing my hair. And
1: oh, that's wow. perfect actually. It forces. Yeah.
0: And then you know that a reward is coming. Like, I feel like doing it, like some people do it at the end of the shower, and I couldn't do that. Like, I I, know,
1: never. Yeah. Oh, I'm at the end of the shower. Oh. But if you do it at the the beginning, beginning. you can end on hot and luxurious. Wait, but isn't the whole point to end on cold? No. No, he even says he's like two minutes, just just do it. And any anywhere in between. Really? Definitely end on hot. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I'm so glad I asked this question. (laughs) Yeah. I've got to end on hot. Game changing. Oh, fine. You're shaming me. I gotta I gotta start doing it every morning, both of you.
2: We talk about we, we talk about it like in this house all the time. The <laughs> do you? Yes, we, do. <laughs> we
0: talk about it all the time. We do
2: because and we were in Maine for four months and like the water's so cold to oh, get yeah. in. And I was like, we just got a Wim Hof.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't yes. you feel a difference after too? Like, yes. it does like impact the day? yes that's what In it's, it's kind of the day
0: and i like have a weird like this is gonna you know save me from all the germs like you know, on my body yeah. and I like yes you know.
2: that's i'm doing the same thing who knows if it's doing anything i don't know so you do it
1: every day no 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 wait do you what? do it every day still Gene?
0: yeah yeah I yeah, do it every yeah. time every time I take a shower, which is not, not every day. Like, you know, yeah yeah okay. I, I, I just I'm like getting I got the only time I just I had to have <laughs> this like heinous medieval surgery first my sinuses and uh after the surgery, I was like, I'm not doing wim hop right now yeah but, no. but, <laughs> other than that I'm like three times a week. Yeah, I'm probably, wow. I mean, the amount of times that I take a shower is probably three times a week, so. Same.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. who needs to be, like, constantly? Oh, I take, like, four showers a day. Oh, what? Yeah, I'm. It's just, like, it's my thing. It's, like, a fit. Wow. Not to be, like, clean and anal, but just, like, feel so good. I... I
2: hate being wet. Really? Yeah, I got to do my hair. I don't know. I wear a shower yeah. cap. Oh wow, that's a, you're on a different level of. <laughs> of that.
0: I also I had this thing when I was growing up. I have I have these beautiful cousins who are who were like rich and beautiful, and we would go and stay with them in Vermont. And it was like, oh my god, they took showers all the time because they were, of course, super athletic and amazing at everything, and <laughs> and I was like, wow, beautiful people take a lot of
1: showers. <laughs> Okay. So oh, I would.
0: So I was like, I, you know, I gotta learn to enjoy showers. <laughs>
1: well, you're like a bath girl. This
2: is <laughs> very funny though, because I'm I'm very opposed to bathing in not like a gross way, but just like it's I, annoying. Yeah,
0: I'm, not, I'm lazy about it. Yeah, yeah. I, like if I didn't have to, I wouldn't. And, but I I used to convince myself by being like beautiful people like shower like try <laughs> to try it like just shower and, and i'm gonna it try home. it again
2: i also think it's, i think i have a very uninviting bathroom in new york
0: Gosh, i have new like a york new york bathroom hard. new york bathrooms are i used to everyone I had a bathroom that everyone called the airplane bathroom because it really <laughs> yeah, i've
1: had one of those
2: <laughs> yeah like i don't have like a rich bathroom like i have like yeah. a i have like a you're like kind of squeezing in and the shower head's falling off and Okay. No,
1: but I swear it doesn't matter. Just like the feeling of the water, like really, yeah. It's just like like I could be blackout drunk and I'll I'll take a shower before bed. It's what? just like I can't be stopped. Do you moisturize? So good. Every um, day. not at night. In the morning, always.
0: Wow. Okay. Moisturize. So I good. just do a scrub in the shower, so that it's already pre-moisturized because that's too cold when I get out to put on.
1: Mm. But that's a specific scrub. That's
2: moisturizing. That's oh, a moisturizing scrub.
0: Yeah. I like that the the goop one is moisturizing enough. And also is, the yeah. Beauty Counter one that's like a brown sugar one from Beauty Counter that is moisturizing enough. Mm-hmm. And oh, my God, the super good one. What's the one we love? The girl that had the bathtub, Megan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sea and the Moon. Sea yeah, and the Moon. So good. It's called Sea and the Moon, and it smells like vanilla, and it's clean. And it is really
1: You want to eat it. Like like you'll
0: you'll hoard it because you're just like and it's like you don't have to moisturize when you get out.
2: You guys, this is fun. This is your job. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) This is a very small part of our job. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things.
1: Yeah. Wait, can
2: I ask you one more question? Yeah. Have either of you used the Jillian Dempsey Gold Sculpting Bar?
1: Yes. Yeah, that's Jean's like fade. Yeah.
0: I, I have used it and this is what it is. Like it 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 is not in any way permanent. Like, it lasts for, like, either the day or the night. But, like, if you're, like, I want, like, lifting and smoothing and plumping and, like, you know, all that, it works. Like, mm. but it works temporarily. It also is nice for, um, you know, it, it pushes in, like, if you put on face oil and moisturizer, it kind of pushes it in further. Okay. Um and if you, if you get sinus infections, it feels really good. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, but it's not like, oh, this is going to like a lot. I don't, I don't believe that it makes any long-term change, you know? Okay.
2: It's like a massage to like move fluid.
0: Yeah. But it also does something like she, she will do one side of a person's face and you're like, wow, that mm. is a difference.
2: And like, if you, you had to go on the same-
0: TV or something, you know, do it's you, like. Or do you think paint. it's
2: the same as the, um, as like a, just a, the gua
1: sha i don't know how to say it i don't think so i you think I, it's no. better.
0: I think it's better I it, yeah it's
1: not the same i i like the guasha, sha but it's more like soothing and deep puffing it's not like instant lift you know mm. like i feel like if you're
0: going like you're like if i had a date or i was going on tv i do it you know i'm not <laughs> okay. like every day sitting and doing it yeah just save it for like i want to I want to look fabulous today.
2: Great. Well, I'll stop doing it every day then. This is <laughs> very helpful again.
0: And also you're not supposed to use it over makeup for some reason. Mm. It, okay. It like does something chemically with the makeup or something. Uh, okay. So just over like moisturizer and oils and whatever.
2: I could, I, I want to turn this into now. I want to just have, I'm interviewing you now. <laughs> and <laughs> cause I have so, I have so many questions about chin acne and chin acne. Do you yeah. do vitamin C? Are you getting mask knee? I I'm just having it old. old. Yeah. But I've are I, all the time. I haven't had zits on my chin and like I get I'll get zits on my jawline, but I've had huge zits on my chin.
1: Well, chin is like hormonal, right? I mean it's all hormonal, it is. but isn't
2: I it? I think it's, it's hormonal because I'm sweating under the under the mask. I don't know. Do you use vitamin C
0: in the morning?
2: I use Augustina's Bader the rich cream because I was told I didn't have to do anything else. Huh? Do you believe (laughs) that or no?
0: No, I like that cream. Mm. I think it's good, but I think it's more of a night.
2: Mm, Um, Interesting.
0: And I think every person, like your skin, always will look better no matter what you you know else you do. Like people will notice like you are glowier and better if you use C in the morning every morning. Like I like our one is good. Not like definitely oh, my God, it's gonna, you know, kill everything immediately, but it 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 makes a difference. If you do it every day and then have you tried Zit Sticker? Uh no. Cause that stuff is you you know, you stick it on there, and especially if you're in a mask anyway, but it's it you kind of can't see it. And it it lays like spot think, treatment.
2: I never think that those work. Oh. You know, the zit sticker does really flatten them out though. Are you talking about the Goop Glow 20% vitamin C? Yeah,
0: that stuff is awesome. Okay, and
2: and you are saying that this, I should put this on in the day or the night?
0: The the day. Vitamin C is like, a lot of what it does is like, it it gives you like sort of a sun protective benefit also. It's not like SPF or something, but it it, it definitely does something and it brightens. And like, this is, I will tell the story. I started using vitamin C um, and my my friend that i walk with every day was like what did you do to your skin like you look incredible and i was like oh my god well the only thing i changed was i started using vitamin c mm. and then like a couple of weeks later we're walking and i'm like oh my god what did you do to your skin <laughs> like <laughs> it looks amazing <laughs> and she was like jean i got the vitamin c like what do you, you know of course <laughs> so i do think it makes a visible difference in your skin
2: oh fine and that's and fine that's not in the beta cream is what you're saying
0: no and the anything like anything like vitamin c or an alpha hydroxy acid anything like that is a different ph than it, it if you um anything that's like a cream is going to be a i don't know which way it is but it's it's like one end of the spectrum hmm. and like a alpha hydroxy acid is, acid is the way other end of the spectrum like one sort of dries out and you know exfoliates and the other moisturizes And so like, even if you put vitamin C in a cream like that, it's, you're not going to get very much vitamin C on your skin. And what I do in the morning, cause like my skin is kind of drier is I'll, I put on the vitamin C and I wait like five minutes for it to like do its work. And then I put on like face oil or face cream, whatever.
2: I will let you go because I understand we're <laughs> approaching an hour, but the C, I have like a bottle of unopened C-E-Furalic.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: Is that, do That'll, you still believe that one?
0: I mean, that particular one definitely still has, has, you know, all the the preservatives. The reason that it lasts oh. is because it's got preservative, but it does work. I would use it until you get ours and then... Then, Fine. Yeah.
2: Immediately after this call, I'm going to slather it on my face. <laughs>
0: yeah, you won't be sorry. Vitamin C makes a Fine. big difference.
2: Oh, what a great talk. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, this was super fun. Yeah, was great.
2: I'll get it. Thank you guys so much. Have a great right. day. You, you too.
1: too. Thank, thank you. you.
0: Awesome.
2: Okay, bye. 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 bye.
1: Thanks again for joining us on The Beauty Closet. You can learn more about our new podcast series at goop.com slash beautyclosetpodcast. We hope you'll come back next Wednesday for our next chat. And in the meantime, just tap subscribe to keep up with new episodes. If you're liking what you're hearing, please rate and review the podcast and share it with a friend. Talk soon.